This podcast sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo. At Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers, incredible offers, and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krupnik, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. of talk now on talk radio 1210 wpht rich zioli well joe had his meeting with china today the trump administration made a big mistake banning bump stocks and uh a media crew uh was just carjacked gunpoint robbery of the czech news crew in town for this asia pacific summit in san francisco Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli, our fourth and final hour on the show today. Uh, first of all, here a couple of clips that just came out for you a short time ago I wanted to share with you, as we always love giving you breaking news. Uh, so Biden spoke at a campaign fundraiser just now and according to nbc news he says trump's remarks echo language you heard in nazi germany in the 1930s take a listen welcome back president biden took some time during his california swing to slam some recent remarks from his past and likely future election rival donald trump Referencing remarks from the former president over the weekend, Biden said, quote, in just the last few days, Trump has said if he returns to office, he's going to go after all those who oppose him and wipe out what he called the vermin. It echoes language you heard in Nazi Germany in the 30s, and it isn't even the first time. A spokesman for the former president called Biden's comparison despicable. Trump's vermin comments are just one recent example of dark and aggressive statements and proposals that the former president and his allies have been making less than a year out from next year's election. And just like in 2020 and in 2016, we expect this rhetoric to be a focal point of the 2024 campaign. Okay. All right. Now. I want to share with you, this is a, uh, you know all the hatred that's being spewed by Democrats regarding Jews. Obviously, you hear it all the time. Representative Rashida Tlaib was asked by Hillary Vaughn of Fox News, five times, five times are you an anti-Semite, and five times Rashida Tlaib would not comment. Five times she ignored Hillary Vaughn of Fox News on Capitol Hill, cut number five. Congresswoman, do you regret using the phrase from the river to the sea? It's used by terrorists to call for the genocide of the Jewish people. Do you regret using it? The White House says that phrase can be anti-Semitic. Are you anti-Semitic, Congresswoman? Are you anti-Semitic, Congresswoman Tlaib? 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 
She won't answer the question. Fabio will. Fabio, of course, I can't believe it's not butter. That Fabio, he defended Israel. He was on a uh, an interview with Neil Cavuto and discussed this. And I think his analogy here about who's going to save the day is very well said. Cut number 13. If you had to give them advice, young guys like, you know, a young version of you, what would you tell them? Be yourself and don't drink soy milk. <laughs> you know, all the estrogen, you know, it's like, you know, you men, you know, men and women are different. Men have to have testosterone. And, uh, you know, in, in this case, especially, uh, you know, in, in, in cases of war, you know, it's like you need uh, who you think is going to save you. The metro sexual guy, you know, in the city or somebody who has testosterone, you know, who's in the there army, you, you know, sure. it's like. You know, it's like it's uh, it's. I'm telling you, it's like the world right now is upside down, and they're taking. I mean, if you look about, they're taking the side of the criminal instead to take the side of the victim and the police. You know, it's it's. Uh, you know, we need to come back and some law and orders. That's very important. Good for Fabio. I agree with him. And yes, soy milk gives men man boobs. It's true. The estrogen. It's true. Soy. I stay away from soy. I try to avoid soy as much as humanly possible. I don't need man boobs. Nobody need. No man does, by the way, for, for the record. Uh, Biden's uh, Biden made a joke today about Xi Jinping. He made a joke about the press to Chinese dictator Xi Jinping before they cut his microphone. So grandpa losing it, making inappropriate jokes at the table this time in front of the media. And of course, the dictator from China. And they had to cut his microphone. It's not the first time they've had to cut Biden's microphone. You don't cut the microphone of the president of the United States of America. You never do that. You're not supposed to do that. But obviously, it's Joe Biden. So much like a drunk relative at a wedding, sometimes you got to cut the mic. Only I don't think he was drinking. Take a listen. Here they come. Here they come. See, he's thinking in his mind, poor Xi, you don't have to deal with them in your country, right? Because they don't bother you in your country. Wouldn't that be great if we have that in America? We mostly have it with the corporate media, where they're state media. But wouldn't it be nice if we never had to deal with them at all, Xi? And we just put out everything and print it ourselves right from the White House, right, Xi? Uh, But speaking of crime, and Fabio mentioned crime, in San Francisco, there was a robbery of the Czech news crew in town to cover this big Asia-Pacific summit, and they were robbed at gunpoint. Here is the mayor of San Francisco, London Breed, reacting to the gunpoint robbery of the Czech news crew in town for this big summit. Take a listen. Do you have any response to the Czech news crew that got um, robbed at gunpoint in front of City Lights? Yeah. Well, I, I've already met with them, as I know you know. Um, and in fact, uh, San Franciscans have been so hospitable, including um, a lot of news crews. They've been offered additional resources, so they have equipment, so they can continue to uh, be a part of APEC and bring back the kind of footage that they want in order to show off San Francisco, despite the experience that they uh, happen to uh, deal with. But I will say the police department, they've been excellent. The investigation is underway. And uh, any indication of what has happened in the past where we have made uh, multiple arrests in cases involving uh, situations like this and, and in some cases recovered equipment, my hope is that we'll be able to do the same. Oh, okay. Well, good. Your hope is that, uh, so you see, the point is that you can try to clean up a city, you can pretend, but if you still have a crime problem, that's just not as simple as cleaning the subways. And these are systemic problems that really go to the heart of all this. And nothing's going to change that fact. 
You know, I love John Kennedy, and I always love a good Senator John Kennedy cut. So Biden has nominated a lot of very bad people to the courts. And, 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 and all over, by the way, Biden's nominated people that don't know their job. Probably the most famous was that guy who was nominated to be the head of the FAA and didn't know a damn thing about air, airplanes. I don't think the guy had ever even been on an airplane before. Well, here is one of Biden's judicial nominees. Can't explain the difference between what I think are some very, very easy to understand legal terms that even though I'm not a lawyer, I didn't go to law school. Even I know the difference between this. Take a listen. The difference between a stay order and an injunction. A stay, a stay order would prohibit. Um, sorry, an an injunction would re- restrain the parties from taking action. A stay order. I'm not sure that I actually can uh, can give you the. Okay. That. Don't worry about it. I mean, she's only going to be on the federal bench. It's not like she's going to be teaching in law school. So who the hell cares? The point is that Biden does not put competent people in these positions. You know that. I know that. There's other reasons why people get these nominations in this administration. And it's all about DEI, diversity, equity and inclusion. Bottom line, that's the that's the fact. That's the reality right here. Uh, But, you know, they compare Trump. They keep bringing up 1930s Germany. The Democrat Party is all kinds of people, including Rashida Tlaib and others. Tlaib has a secret Facebook group membership. And there's a lot of controversy over that because of some of the things that are said, particularly about Israel. And there was a hearing today on Capitol Hill about how our college students are, 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 are feeling and dealing with. I'll talk a little bit more about that in a few minutes. But just a clip for you. Graduate student Talia Khan on CNN with Jake Tapper. This is the Massachusetts MIT, MIT Massachusetts Institute of Technology took a lot of backlash over a statement explaining why more actions hadn't been taken against students who promoted anti-Semitic and even genocidal slogans while participating in pro-Palestinian demonstrations on campus. Cut number 19. Um, As a Jewish student at MIT, do you feel safe on campus? You know, honestly, Jake, in the past few weeks, I have not felt safe on campus. Why not? So... You know, ever since October 7th, we've seen at universities around the country that, you know, the conflict that's overseas has come to our home turf. And uh, we've had a lot of rallies and events by an organization called the Coalition Against Apartheid, which is the anti-Israel group on MIT's campus. And um, they, along with some local anti-Israel groups, have come to campus because MIT is an open campus, which means that anybody can walk around and you know be on campus so they together have done protests on campus on the steps of lobby seven which is the main entrance to mit and in front of the student center and i mean people protest but but what do they do what do they say that makes you feel unsafe so i guess part of it is the fact of what they're saying so when you're saying things like globalize the intifada and use your two fists to sacrifice everything for Palestine and one solution intifada. You know, we know what what happened during the second intifada. It was suicide bombings and attacks against Israeli civilians in Israel. But the other part of it is that these people aren't just protesting outside and exercising the right to free speech, which I fully support as an American. It's that they're going, you know, they went to the personal offices of a program that runs Israel internships on MIT's campus. And they went to the offices of the people who work for this program and they tried to enter. They were going from door to door trying to unlock the doors 
And the people who worked in this office had no idea to what these students were trying to do by trying to get into their office. They were yelling, they were accusing them of apartheid, of ethnic cleansing, of genocide. And it was a really frightening experience. Another frightening experience that um, a friend of mine experienced is she has a child in the MIT daycare. So these people were going around campus protesting, yelling anti-Israel things, and they were doing it in front of the daycare, and she was called to pick up her child early because they were worried that it would go, it would get violent. I should also mention to you today, the House Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic, the origins of, of COVID, uh, Peter Daszak of EcoHealth Alliance, he was Fauci's buddy. They're the ones who funded gain-of-function research and created it in that lab in Wuhan, which, by the way, will not come up at all today in Biden's meetings with Xi Jinping. Nothing about COVID, nothing about the origins of COVID. Not, will, it will not come up today. They will, China is off the hook, completely off the hook because of this guy, because this guy, Joe Biden, is, of course, on the take, was on the take for China. I'm not saying he's on the take now, but he certainly was back then. This is what we learned today when Peter Daszak testified for nine and a half hours today. We learned he briefed Dr. Fauci, that's Anthony Fauci, Asanto Fauci, the nation's leading infectious disease doctor. You always have to say that by law. He briefed Fauci after visiting Wuhan in 2021. He received a strangely accurate warning about covid before China told the world. He calls Dr. Morins, an alleged records violator, a mentor. These are some of the things that were uncovered today in this very long testimony by the uh, head of EcoHealth Alliance, Peter Daszak. And the question, of course, that was asked is, will COVID-19 be discussed? Will it, will, will it come up? I have the answer for you. No. I'm not on tomorrow or Friday, but when I'm back on Monday, I'll go over this with you a little bit of the, and I'm sure Opelka will too in the next couple of days, what Daszak said regarding the origins of COVID-19 and the WIV, the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And this this idea that we paid for it, we know it, China developed this bioweapon in their lab with U.S. taxpayer dollars behind this, and it will not come up at all today with Xi Jinping. China will have, and, and has had, and will never have accountability. Zero accountability, and they will never, ever be held accountable for what they did to the world, period. It's never going to happen. You know that, and I know that. Now, Hunter Biden is now asking for subpoenas. That, that, that news just broke a short time ago. In the irony of ironies, Hunter Biden, just a few moments ago, is now demanding subpoenas to get to the bottom of the people that are going after him. Because he's still going on with this whole weaponized thing. So uh, this story is great. But before I play that for you, the, the question that was asked of the White House fembot, Corrine Jean-Pierre, by Mark Meredith who's a reporter, the question is, will the White House cooperate with subpoenas for former White House counsel Dana Remus? Cut 15. There was an update. I just wanted to cheers. The uh, House Oversight Committee has now issued a subpoena for the former White House counsel Dana Remus. They're also asking for four other transcript interviews with White House employees regarding the classified documents that were found in Rehoboth or in Wilmington. I'm just curious, would the White House support cooperating with the committee's oversight, specifically with this subpoena for Dana Remus? I'm just not going to comment from here, which is consistent with what we've been doing from here. Shocking. I know. Shocking. Um, 
There's also some breaking news that uh, NBC News is reporting that previously unreleased videos show Alec Baldwin firing the prop gun with blanks and directing the Rust crew on how to safely handle the weapon. That just came out a few moments ago. But Hunter Biden just asked a judge in his criminal case to subpoena Donald Trump and ex-Department of Justice officials. The filing asked the judge to sign off on subpoenas for Trump, former Attorney General Bill Barr, and others in an effort to show the case is politically motivated. Hunter Biden just did this a short time ago, asking the judge presiding over his, his criminal gun charge case to subpoena former President Donald Trump, saying that, The investigation into Hunter was the direct result of incessant, improper and partisan pressure from Trump and his allies. The court filing today asks Judge U.S. District Judge Mary Ellen Norica to issue subpoenas to Trump and Bill Barr and these others. Quote, Mr. Biden seeks specific information from three former DOJ officials and the former president that goes to the heart of his defense. That is possibly that this is vindictive or selective prosecution arising from an unrelenting pressure campaign beginning in the last administration in violation of Mr. Biden's Fifth Amendment rights under the Constitution. But if that's the case then why did hunter biden agree originally to the plea agreement that was not a sweetheart deal i told you never say sweetheart deal was a deal done to cover up the financial crimes of the president of the united states of america but if that's the case though if he really feels like this was malicious prosecution targeting him why did he ever agree to the deferment program on the federal gun charge in the first place he agreed remember that that was that was what fell apart in court after the judge questioned back and forth with doj and hunter realized he could still be charged for things it's the only reason why that ever blew up but but if hunter felt like they were going after him for political reasons unlike the you know, millions of other people in this country who've been charged by this government for crimes why did why did hunter ever agree to it in the first place and the answer is because at the time bundled in with this diversion agreement from doj to cover up the gun charge was to cover up the financial crimes committed by the president of the united states of america which links into corruption with ukraine and china and romania let's never forget romania they deserve and russia they deserve all the credit in the world for this as well all right more to come the biden administration the the trump administration made a big mistake when it banned bump stocks it was unconstitutional and they should never have done it and i'm not afraid to call out my people when they do the wrong thing so i'll talk about that and nikki haley i still am angry as hell about what she suggested the tyranny being pushed by nikki haley and if you missed my superhero analogy earlier go back and listen to it again i'll give you another thought on that though coming up but Cherry Hovavo, already aggressive pricing, aggressive promotions already happening. And on top of the aggressive promotions already happening at Cherry Hovavo, in order to make way for their big renovation they're doing, they are offering extra incentives, including $1,000 off a new Volvo and owner loyalty on top of the already aggressive promotions and an extra $2,000 off if you use Volvo car financing, $7,500 off a plug-in Volvo and this is on top of the amazing experience you're going to get at Cherry Hill Volvo where they're going to take great care of you. So whether you want the XC40 like I drive, this beautiful SUV with a ton of cargo space, the XC90, the third row family car that bridge it drives safe and sound and gorgeous looking or maybe the s-class 
the sedan made right here in the United States of America at Cherry Hill Volvo, you'll find the aggressive pricing and promotions and discounts that you expect, but with the uncompromising loyalty and respect for you because relationships matter. And Judith Krupnik, Yosef, the entire team, they prove it every single day. They are the region's most accessible Volvo dealership. Easy to get to, minutes over the bridge, right on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, as we continue along in our fourth and final hour, just a reminder, I'll be out for the next couple days in an undisclosed location. I can't tell you where. Uh, But you'll be in good hands with Sunbrain, Michael Pelka, and uh, be back on Monday. But um, yeah, there you go. And and before you make any of your little jokes, over the holidays, I'm going to be doing a lot of fill-ins for the great one Mark Levin, for Dana Lash, uh, Jimmy Fallon, and Fox Across America. So... Don't worry. I will be working hard. I promise. Uh, What's the big takeaway? Well, you know, the House hearings on anti-Semitism at colleges today and what they were talking about. I I think the the issue of colleges, and, and this is really the key point in all this, and it's this. Colleges have been the cancel culture centers. They have been the center of cancel culture, where they where it started, where it emerged from college campuses and so for now all of a sudden after years of colleges canceling speakers and comedians and students and professors and getting them in trouble and 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 getting rid of books and controlling the message all of a sudden when people object to the message of these pro hamas students at college campuses and they turn around they scream about free speech you just have to ask yourself, what are these college? What are these colleges thinking? You, I mean, for years they have been the 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 pioneers, the arbiters of cancel culture. They have been behind all of this, and so that's why I, I think it's a good time now to get to the heart of the anti-Semitism at college campuses because they've allowed this to be. They've allowed this to be. They think about it. I mean, as Dershowitz said it very well last week when he said, "It'd be one thing if colleges said everybody's allowed to say anything that they." They want but that's not how it's been that's not how it's been 
And that's the reality of the situation. Uh, the Supreme Court should not let bureaucrats invent crimes by rewriting the law. I've told you in the past, when I disagree with Donald Trump, I say it. I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm not afraid to say it. And I think you have to say it. Uh, I can't agree with everybody all the time. But one of the worst things was a decision to ban bump stocks. It was a decision that the Trump administration made, and it was a mistake to do so. And the reason why is because it opened up the federal leviathan, the bureaucracy, to start making law-abiding citizens criminals. And it doesn't solve the problem. It is another thing where somebody says, do something, do anything, and somebody does something and does anything, and then we realize there's all these unintended consequences with it. So I was against this then. I'm against it now. But Jacob Solomon, Reason.com, has a great point on this. He said, on December 26, 2018, every American who owned a bump stock, which is a rifle accessory that facilitates rapid firing, was suddenly guilty of a federal felony punishable by up to 10 years in prison. That did not happen because a new law took effect. It happened because federal regulators reinterpreted an existing law to mean something they had long said it did not mean. As anyone who has read the Constitution or watched Schoolhouse Rock could tell you, this is not how laws are supposed to be made. The Trump administration's bump stock ban, which is at the center of a case that the United States Supreme Court recently agreed to hear, raises the question of whether unelected, unaccountable bureaucrats can evade the constitutionally prescribed legislative process by unilaterally criminalizing previously legal conduct. As the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives explained when it imposed the ban, bump firing is a technique that any shooter can perform with training or with everyday items, such as a rubber band or belt loop. It involves pushing a rifle forward to activate the trigger by bumping it against a stationary finger, then allowing a recoil energy to push the rifle backward, which resets the trigger. As long as the shooter maintains forward pressure and keeps his finger in place, the rifle will fire repeatedly. The ATF's rule bans stock replacements that assist this technique by allowing the rifle's receiver to slide back and forth. Now, between 2008 and 2017, the ATF said many, many times, products were perfectly legal as long as they did not contain a spring or other mechanism that pushes the rifle forward after recoil. But in March of 2018, the agency proposed a new rule declaring that rifles equipped with bump stocks qualified as machine guns, thus making the accessories illegal. Why did the ATF change its mind? What happened back in October of 2017 in Vegas? Remember that whole thing with the gunman out there murdered 60 people at a country music festival in Las Vegas. And it turned out that some of his rifles were fitted with so-called bump stocks. Now, a massacre like that, which, again, was buried by the media, and we don't really know even the, the, the true origins behind the shooter. It, it was one of those things that disappeared very, very quickly, if you remember. Still to this day, I have a lot of questions about all this. But never let a crisis go to waste. They started pushing forward with more rules and regulations. The massacre inspired several bills aimed at banning bump stocks, noting that the ATF lacks authority under the law to ban bump stocks. Senator Dianne Feinstein of California said legislation is the only answer. However, President Donald Trump maintained that new legislation was unnecessary. He instructed the ATF to ban bump stocks by administrative fiat, and they did so. Now, this was a mistake. 
by the former president. And it's a mistake that I hope he will not make again in his second term. Because what he's realized, I think, is that when you empower these unelected, unaccountable bureaucrats, and this was, you know, 2018, so when you allow them to make rules, you all you're doing is just empowering the administrative state. The very administrative state that was working against the president the entire time. Now, I don't think he'll make this mistake again because this is why they're working on Project 2025 with the Heritage Foundation, which on day one is going to restore the balance of the executive from these agencies and back to the presidency. And then we have to turn around and say, you can't make these kind of regulations just willy nilly. You have to go through Congress. Congress bans things, not federal agencies. I don't, I don't care if it's Congress banning a light bulb. I mean, a, an agency banning a light bulb, a gas stove or a bump stock. It's not how we do things. Congress has the power to do these things, period, not regulatory agencies. And I'll say it if, if my guy does it, and I'll say it if your guy does it. If it's wrong, it's wrong, period. And it was a mistake. Federal law defines a machine gun as a weapon that automatically fires more than one shot by a single function of the trigger. A bump-fired rifle shoots just one round for each function of the trigger. It does not fire automatically unless you ignore the ongoing human intervention required to repeatedly activate the trigger. That is what the ATF did. It also read a single function of the trigger to mean a single pull of the trigger, not a bump. Noting that the law has not changed... Senator Dianne Feinstein at the time warned that the ATF's about face, which relied on a dubious analysis claiming that bumping the trigger is not the same as pulling it, would invite legal challenges. And, of course, legal challenges came. Federal appeals courts have disagreed about whether the definition of machine guns is ambiguous and whether the ATF's new interpretation is reasonable. The ATF insists that bump stocks have always been illegal, although no one said that until 2018. The implication is that bump stock producers and owners were inadvertently committing felonies for years. For years. Once the ATF belatedly recognized what it now says the law plainly requires, those accidental felons avoided criminal charges only thanks to prosecutorial discretion. The ATF graciously at the time extended that forbearance until March of 2019. The question, of course, is as horrible as the Las Vegas massacre was and the, the, the cries of do something, do anything. We have to follow the rule book. The rule book is the Constitution of the United States. That's the rule book. We have to follow it. We can't pretend otherwise. We can't make things up the way we want. We have to just follow the rules. It's important to do that because otherwise what you do is you just keep empowering bureaucrats. You, you empower bureaucrats who then turn around and believe that it's absolutely within their right to ban things. I think Trump has learned a lot of lessons. I hope he has. I hope he's learned a lot of lessons. I think he has because it was the very same administrative state that brought him down. And the very same administrative state that is now looking to stop him from becoming president again. Now, to prove this to you, Jim Vanderhei, who's the founder of Axios, was on Monday with CNN host Anderson Cooper, and he expressed concern about a potential second Trump term and what that would mean for the government. And of course, as usual, as you can imagine, what he's talking about Joining here us now is Axios is, CEO and co-founder Jim Vanderhei. So, Jim, walk us through your reporting. Uh, tell us more about what the former president's allies are actually planning. 
Yeah, if you go back last time when he won, there was a lot of the same language, a lot of this bombast, a lot of the tough guy uh, routine. But when he got into office, he was surrounded by people who would put restraints on him. And he didn't really understand how many levels of the bureaucracy could gum up kind of some of his instincts and often his worst instincts. They learned from that. And, and what we have found is when you talk to people at the Heritage Foundation, when you talk to people around Donald Trump who used to work for Donald Trump, who understand the machinery of government, they've now put together a very well-oiled machine one year in advance of potentially winning the election that's allowing them to vet and screen people for their loyalty to Trump and their belief in stretching the rule of law in ways that Donald Trump would like them to stretch it if he were in office. And the reason that I think this story is very important is it's one thing when he uses this language and then doesn't put it into action. But when you listen to him and he tells you what he's going to do, punish political enemies, round up illegal immigrants, you may potentially get rid of a million or so people who live in the United States, uh, try to maybe even go after flag officers and generals who he doesn't consider uh, to pass the loyalty litmus test. If you know how government works and you can figure out how to purge 10, 20, 30,000 people from all those positions that make activities like that possible, that turn those policies or those ideas into action, you could have a much different administration. And really, you would see restraints lifted that we've had on the previous 46 presidents. Now, Anybody who's a Trump supporter who's listening to this are like, hell yes, we love that. That's what we want. We want the administrative state purged and we want a, a new order. We want sort of the, the tough guy, uh, sort of the strong man routine because they feel like crime is high and immigration is surging. But I think if you're not a Donald Trump supporter, you're concerned because we this would be uncharted territory. We're talking about doing things that he's saying. We're not saying this is anonymous sources. He's saying this. These are the things that he's saying he's going to do, and they're going to have the machinery to do it. And I think that just shows the stakes of the election. And I Now, let's, let's understand why he's wrong here. What Trump is talking about doing, what this project with the Heritage Foundation is talking about doing, just so everybody understands, what they're talking about doing is they are trying to rein in these unelected, unaccountable bureaucrats. That's the point. That's the purpose. That's what they're doing. That's what they're looking to do. And I'm telling you right now, if you if you doubt that, you have to realize something. This guy's been burned by these very bureaucrats. He's been burned by them. And so that's why I tell you things are going to change this time around. Things are going to change this time around. Uh, all right, we got a lot more to talk about before I turn it over to the great one, Mark Levin. But I want to remind you, you know, Emmons Roofing and Siding are the absolute best. The best. I'm so grateful for my partnership with Emmons. And they are doing a new basement entry door for me because the one that we have in the new house is rotted. Rotted to the core. But I know this time around it won't be rotted because Emmons is going to do it this time. And see, who you use matters. It really does. It matters. These things all matter. And you can't just tur simply turn around and say to yourself, ah, you know what, I'll use anybody. No, you got to use the best. Emmons takes pride in their work every single step of the way. They take pride in what they do. And they do a fantastic job. They really do. They fantastic 
fantastic job. Uh, Matt and Stephanie are the owners of Emmons Roofing and Siding, and they know firsthand how important it is to get the job done right, on time, on budget, all of these things. And I know you are going to really, truly appreciate the great work of Emmons Roofing and Siding. So please reach out to them today at EmmonsRoofing.com or remodeling. How about a kitchen or bathroom remodeling? That's possible with Emmons too, because they did my bathroom and my kitchen in the old house. And I'm telling you, it's only a matter of time until Mrs. Zioli turns around and says she wants to remodel the bathroom in our new bedroom. No doubt about it. I, I know that. But it's okay because Emmons does great work and they are incredibly reasonable in price. I mean, absolutely. And you can see their work by going to the Emmons Design Showroom in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Or just go to EmmonsRemodeling.com. Look, I've been using these guys for six years now. Do you think I would do that if I didn't completely trust them every step of the way? If I was not satisfied with all the work that they've done, doors, windows, siding, roofing, and roof repairs, if you've got a house down the Jersey Shore, winter's on its way, you better make sure that that house is ready. Emmons will give you a free roof inspection. They're never going to tell you you need a new roof if you don't. That's not the game they play. That's why I can trust them 100%. So when it comes to your home, you just trust the company that I've trusted with mine. They serve Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, and the Jersey Shore. EmmonsRoofing.com, E-M-M-O-N-S, EmmonsRoofing.com, or EmmonsRemodeling.com for all those kitchen and bathroom designs of your dreams. They'll design it, they'll do the work, and they'll work with you every step of the way, and you'll be as happy as Bridget is with the work that they do. EmmonsRoofing.com. All right, before I turn it over to the great one, Mark Levin, just a little bit more of this uh, interview that Axios founder Jim Vandhai did with Anderson Cooper. It's really important because you're hearing a lot today. Uh, and We've talked about Biden and G's meeting. We've talked about the reliance on China. We've talked about Tammy Murphy running for, for uh, United States senator as the Murphys try to become the new Clintons with absolute seizing power in every single way. But this issue of restoring the balance of power in the executive branch of government and what the Heritage Foundation is doing with this Project 2025. And, they, and they've said, you know, this will be available for whoever wins the, the Republican nomination and whoever wins the presidency. Now, it's going to be Trump. Trump's going to win the nomination. Let's hope it's not Nikki Haley. I mean, her plan that I went over with you yesterday to require everybody to register with the government, basically, before they can they can they can speak on social media is so insane. It's so authoritarian. I can't believe there are Republicans that would even at this point still entertain Nikki Haley. She said that if she were to become president, I played this for you, after her second priority would be forcing the platforms to disclose their algorithms, that'd be first priority, and then require name verification on all social media users, just in case you forgot what she said. When I get into office, the first thing we have to do, social media accounts, social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's First of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that, all of a sudden people have to stand by what they say and it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots, and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Accountability. And they know their pastor and their family member is going to see it. It's going to help our kids and it's going to help our country. I don't want my kids helped. I don't want my country helped. I want the freedom to be able to go after my government the way that the founders did when they wrote the Federalist Papers using anonymous names like Publius, for example. But, see, this is the problem with a person who has not been in the White House already and seen what the bureaucracy does. You give the government that kind of power 
And these unelected, unaccountable bureaucrats are going to target who? Me, you, conservatives, libertarians, anybody who disagrees with government power. And again, using the idea of national security to be to, to use what 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 they do as the impetus to then crack down on speech. She reiterated that pledge in a statement to the Washington Examiner when she talked to Byron York, and she articulated the same plan in a recent podcast appearance. One of the other participants who goes by the name Comfortably Smug on Twitter was notably perturbed. First of all, social media companies have the right to grant their users anonymity. They are free organizations. They are private organizations. The First Amendment prevents the federal government from meddling with the speech policies of private tech companies. It's literally the case we're dealing with right now in Missouri v. Biden. Literally, the case we're dealing with right now is that the, 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 the Biden administration worked with social media companies and pressured them to silence you, to censor me, to censor people that they disagreed with. That's the reality. And so they want to use the, the, the power of government to go after their enemies and to rule out this idea of misinformation and disinformation. This is what they've been doing. That's at the very heart of Missouri v. Biden. It says that not only the First Amendment says not only do I have the right to say things, I have the right to hear different opinions in the public square. But the government doesn't want different opinions. What they want is they want everybody to have their opinion, period. And nobody can disagree with that. Everybody has to embrace the government's opinion. Otherwise, it's labeled misinformation or disinformation. I don't care if it's COVID or the Hunter Biden laptop or uh, climate change. They control us as people by controlling language. So Nikki Haley is no better than, than Joe Biden in this respect. In fact, she's worse because she claims to be a Republican. So in my mind, it gets, it's, it's even more dangerous. John Jay, James Madison, Alexander Hamilton... They were all the founders who used anonymous names when they wrote the Federalist Papers. One of my absolute favorite books. I know I'm a total nerd, but it's okay. When it comes to politics, it's, it's I get a pass, right? But, but understanding that is the key to why you cannot empower more government, more bureaucracy. I think Nikki Haley would reject this vision 2025 because it would strip away unelected, unaccountable bureaucrats. I think somebody who's been through the ringer of seeing the damage that they can do, like Trump, knows why they have to be reined in. But here's a little bit more of the media panic. This uh, Axios founder talking about how Trump will destroy the country by restoring the balance of power to the executive as the president and not bureaucrats. That they made before, which is just roll into town and not have a team ready to rock and roll. They're going to have it this time. And I think we're, we we pushed almost instantly into our chartered territory. Yeah, I do think the second term, if he were to win, would be much more like the final days of, of the Trump presidency than the first two years, really trying to push the boundaries, really trying to see if you can stretch the rule of law to do things, whether it's punishing political enemies or getting rid of people who you don't feel uh, share your That's political literally beliefs, what's happening right uh, now. Media entities uh, how would that, that report things you don't like. How would that work? I mean, at the, like the Department of Justice, yeah. I mean, you have, you know, career law enforcement people. I mean, how would something like that work in the DOJ? 
Right, and any of the agencies, so basically, not to get too in the weeds, but there's one of the ideas that they had at the end of the presidency was this idea of, of, of recategorizing uh, people in the government as Schedule F, which would allow them basically to get around union laws, get around things that make it harder to fire people who are Good. kind of permanent civil servants Good. that are in government. And that's what much of government is. You, you hear about cabinet secretaries, you know the president, you know the vice president. A lot of the work, at whether it's at DOJ or whether it's at the Department of Homeland Security, is done below that. It's done yeah. by people who often will serve both parties. Well, if you can suddenly just in mass get rid of them, which they would try to do, maybe the courts step in and say you can't do it. Maybe they say you can. There's a big debate about whether or not he could do what he wanted to do under Schedule F. A lot of people think he could. But even if he didn't, as long as you have the people waiting, you can reassign anybody right. that you want to. Imagine, I want to I want to just throw something the way of Jim Van, Van Hy. What if bureaucrats at the EPA were trying to undermine Joe Biden's crazy China empowering climate change policies? Would you be OK with that or would you want to rein them in to say that what they're doing is not is not consistent with what the president ran on and and campaigned on? See, this is why the left is so full of it. If, if there's a bureaucrat who is trying to buck the system on things like climate change or say there's a bureaucrat at the Department of Education who wants to get rid of all the transgender policy indoctrinations and everything else, that person's out on the street without a job. You know that. I know that. But they pretend like, no, 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 the bureaucrats are the ones who are the above reproach and they are the people who absolutely turn around and they are the ones who keep the government going all the time and blah, blah, blah. See what I mean? Part of the reason why they are so scared about reigning in the administrative state is that you right now, for like at this moment, as we speak, the FCC is working to crack down again, uh, exhaustive array of new restrictions that will alter the internet forever. A 200-page report springing from the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, which will then give the FCC the power to control nearly every aspect of internet infrastructure in the name of diversity, equity, and inclusion. You're damn right. That's exactly what the FCC would do. And, and it's the un, unelected bureaucrats who would be the ones pushing this. But the left loves that because this is the kind of crazy crap they can't get through Congress. Congress is not going to vote to ban gas stoves, so they'd rather just have some troll named Richard Tromka Jr. do it. That whatever they want to get through, they want to use the administrative state or the courts to do it. Because they know their ideas are freaking nuts, and they're unpopular. Bottom line is, they know their ideas are not going to sell in the marketplace of ideas, and so that's why they want to have the bureaucrats be able to do it. And any idea of reigning in bureaucracy so that they can't do that, so it actually have to go to Congress, and oh, if, if there's a bill to ban gas stoves, and guess what? It doesn't pass because it's a stupid idea, and it's unpopular with the American people. Well, then it, it doesn't pass. That's it. So that's what needs to happen. That's what needs to occur. And it needs to occur now. Soon. As soon as absolutely humanly possible. All right, listen. Have a great rest of your night tonight. The great one, Mark Levin, is up next. Michael Pelka will be taking you home tomorrow and Friday. But I'll be back with you on Monday. Can't believe Thanksgiving's almost here. Christmas week is right behind it. Hanukkah, I mean, it's all the holidays. I can't believe it. But nevertheless, uh, we'll have a lot to talk about. Just one thing I want to remind you, though. When people like Ronna McDaniel say the Republican Party is sick of infighting, no. Conservatives are not sick of infighting. We are sick of people who pretend to be conservatives running under the Republican moniker.
who then want to have more authority and more power for government. People like Nikki Haley, for example. The infighting is good. They fought Reagan every step of the way, and they did not like that Reagan challenged them. So don't believe for a second that infighting is a bad thing. It's why the establishment hates it and wants to stop it, because they know that conservatives will win and the establishment candidates will lose. Thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your night. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.